Brian here with the Mid-City Vineyard Church podcast. Mid-City Vineyard is located in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. We worship on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock at 4302 Canal Street. You can check us out on Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard, Instagram, Mid-City Vineyard, and online, midcityvineyard.org. For the last number of weeks, we've been in a series entitled Living Into Freedom, and this week we're going to be Uh, looking at this idea that once we begin to learn how to accept other people, we will actually find greater freedom within our own souls and spirits and hearts. This week, our friend Wesley Holly will be teaching, so let's get on over to the podcast. Thanks and much peace. Probably some of the most difficult waters that we navigate emotionally in our lives would be those that involve uh, our relationships with other people. Me personally, uh, you know, as a child, I started out in in my relationships with my sister. Uh, You know, that was probably my first introduction to a relationship, if you would. And it was full of uh, full of turmoil, for sure. We, you know, stole toys from one another and pulled hair and you name it and got put in the corner. And so... Uh, we caused each other a good bit of pain growing up. But then, you know, we moved to middle school, and then it grew into a bigger circle. I had my friends, and then there was still my sister. And so we were navigating these relationships. Came a teenager. Then it was, again, still my sister, my family. Now we've got, uh, we've got my friends. And then start moving into a, a job. So we're seeing some of those. And as an adult, I start dealing with coworkers and all of these things. And... Soon we learn that relationships are the bedrock to humanity. It is what it is. I mean, we were created to be in relationship with one another. That, that was from the very beginning. That was the design, to be in relationship with other people. And like we mentioned during communion, you know, or as we said, we are supposed to be with one another. So on one hand, we can't be human without being in relationship. But then on the other hand, those relationships cause us some of the most pain and grief and sorrow in our lives. When it comes to experiencing living into freedom in one's life, there are a few things that stand in the way, though. Uh, When we cannot or do not like or love or accept others, but allow others to dictate our feelings, our self-worth, and our value and our moods, we're not free to live. Matthew 22, 37 through 39, says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We hear that word love, love your neighbor as yourself. Today's definition of love is kind of flimsy, I would say. I mean, you know, I say I love Tabitha, my wife, and I love my kids, and, and that's solid. I mean, that's, that's legit. I really do love my wife and my kids. But just this week, I was saying, I love king cake. I love coffee. I love, I love fishing. I really do love fishing. It, oh, it's, it's right there. <laughs> this, this is right up there with the wife and kids. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, uh, it's there. But, but king cake and coffee and all these things, and it, it just makes it so flimsy when we think about it. But So how do we love others when they're the cause of our pain? We say we're going to love others as ourselves. But if they're the cause of our pain and our frustration and our sorrow, how do we do that? And how do we find that space of freedom within our soul that people don't have that power over us, that, that they cause us to go there into these frustrations and these, these sorrows and that pain. So I would suggest that just as we discussed and talks about uh, self-acceptance and suffering 
and all those things that we have to consent to those challenges. We have to accept them. We've got to take them on. And um, when others come at us or against us in our lives, we have the ability to either avoid it or correct it through reconciliation. And that's the Christian's first move, to, to go ahead and correct it through reconciliation. Because we can avoid it, we can walk away from it, and we can allow those things to creep in and, and get into that hole that's within us. Or we can try to reconcile and, and make different with it. <clears throat> it's harder for us to accept suffering that's inflicted by other people than it is to just accept suffering in general. So tonight on the way here, I'm a person who hates being late. It just is what it is. It's, uh, if I'm not early, I'm late. It just uh, That's how I feel. And So if on the way here I would have broken down, let's talk about Brian, for instance. He's broke down tonight. But if I were to break down on the way here, tomorrow I'd be over it. No big deal. Heck, probably 30 minutes after, after it happened, I'm probably over it because it just happened. But now if Tabitha took an hour and a half to get ready, which she never does, by the way, but if she would have took an hour and a half to get ready and we would have been late, I'd have probably been better, uh, probably been bitter for a good day and a half, two days. Because, you know what, I was teaching tonight. i got to get there. i got to get things set up. I gotta, and so I'd have been, you know, I'd have just been a little moody. But it, it's easier for me to accept. We learn to forgive, excuse me, we learn to forgive other people for making us suffer or disappoint us. And even accept the problems they create for us. If, when we do that, we can accept that as grace and blessings. If we can learn to do that. If we, if we don't, then all we do is continue to fill ourselves with bitterness and resentment. Now that's not a spontaneous attitude. That's not something that you can just do overnight. Uh, uh, it's very easy to get bitter. It's very easy to, get, uh, to hold that, that sorrow in and to not forgive others. But it's something that it takes work. Now, as humans, we differ in personalities. We're all different. Uh, everybody in here. I mean, you can look at the shoes people wear. I got cowboy boots on. I saw some Converse. I see, you know, you name it. We're all different people. But we all come from different walks in life. Um, but many of our personal problems that we have with people are just based off of communication issues. It just We just don't understand one another. But yet, a lot of times, we take it as a moral wrong. They say something, and we're like, oh, I can't believe he said that, or I can't believe he did that. Heck, you probably looked at my parenting tonight, and half of you were like, man, that guy's good. And the other guys are like, it's the worst parent I ever saw in my life. I can't believe he just talked to his son that way. Now, Sean, I'm going to ask you to put a picture up in a second. Don't put it up just yet, but I'm going to put this picture up. And I want, uh, I'm going to give you all a second to look at it, and then we're going to take it away. So, Sean, go ahead and put that picture up. All right, go ahead and take it away. So what would y'all see? Oh. I saw Superman. What else? One at a time. Let's see what we... What, what? what was it? Kim Kardashian. Good-looking females in a Saint Zone. What's that? Olaf, Altoids, it's interesting, we've got 40 or so people in this room and we all saw a little something different, now some of you saw the same things, but when Lauren yelled Kim Kardashian, somebody was like, who's that, and got judged by Ryan, absolutely, so some of you are like, who is that, and others are like, I didn't see her on there, and I heard, I heard Altoids, and uh, half of you were like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see Altoids up there. Somebody saw Olaf. I saw 
somebody saw Superman, but that picture, it all showed us something that was important to us, or at least it was something that caught our eye. And maybe not necessarily important to us. <laughs> not necessarily something that was important to us, but something that it just, our attention drove and went that way. And a lot of times, that's just naturally based off of our life experiences, whether it be the TV shows we watch or the advertisements or the mints we, or the mints we chew or the, the teams we watch or whatever it is. Or maybe it was just the colors itself that caught your eye and pulled you there. But we're all different, and we all saw things differently. But the cool thing about that is, is if we accept that cheerfully, then what we got, and we're in New Orleans, we got a good gumbo there. We got everybody who comes together, and we bring in all the flavors that are supposed to be there. But if we turn around and judge somebody for watching Kim Kardashian, for looking at Kim Kardashian, well then, you know, uh, then we've got issues. So accepting others that's right you know there's some people in this world that are just overly organized i mean if something is out of place it's going to drive you crazy and then there's others of us who are like eh <laughs> whatever now and then there's some of you who load the dishwasher and all of the green cups have to be on the right side and the red ones down the left and the lids in the middle and then now, I'm not saying I don't know that person. I don't, I don't, I don't know them. I know a guy. Um, but, <laughs> but the thing is, is if we take that, if we judge ourselves as being right and they're wrong, think about the relationships that we destroy when we do things like that. It's not right or wrong. It's just different. It's a, it's a different personality. It's a different way. But we have to humble ourselves, make ourselves small, and understand that there is another point of view out there. We have to be able to allow ourselves to enter into someone else's thoughts. Sean, if you would, uh, Philippians 2, 1 through 4. says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Now, I know some of you are out there, and you're like, Wes, all those are pretty softball examples. There's some real hurt and, and some real stuff that's going on out there and, and what about those who really hurt us i mean like some of us have really been wronged and it's really their fault i mean they deserve all the pain i'm giving them well the bottom line is unless we understand the importance of forgiveness and practice it in our relationships with others we will never achieve interior freedom we will always be prisoners of our own bitterness when we refuse to forgive, we are continuing to add a wrong to the wrong that's already been done. When we look at the events that are going on right now, just in our local and in, in our news, uh, uh, the shootings and the, you name it. I mean, it just whether it be here locally or, or in the schools and all these things and, and the emotions that go along with that. And, and, uh, and then you, if any of you have been on a message board lately, the hatred that's on these message boards for people we don't even know. And don't even understand, but we're just either so far left or we're so far right, and the answer is somewhere in the middle. But we can't forgive one another, and we can't even cross that line to have a conversation because of some screwed up, messed up ideology that we hold. If we would just step to the middle to try to find these answers and to try to reconcile with one another and to try to figure out what's going on, what a beautiful thing that would be. Now, 
we've been, some of us have been hurt, and we're not saying, you know, to condone those actions. We're not saying that it's right, because listen, there's a lot of things that are not right. And we're supposed to help others understand that it's not right. But at the same time, we have to be able to forgive one another. And we have to be able to, because if not, we're just going to fill ourselves with those, that bitterness and those hurt and the angst. A refusal to forgive binds us to the person we resent and diminishes and destroys our freedom. Now, I don't want to see any hands, but has anybody out there ever loved someone just so much, just almost to an unhealthy point, like just to an unhealthy place where, you know, you lose your autonomy, that it, this person is, is the air you breathe and all these things, and then they disappoint you. Think about that. It's the same way for people we hate. We hate them. Those people, we're as dependent on them as we are those that we love in a disproportionate manner. They constantly, when we hate people, we're prisoners to those people. They're constantly in our minds. They're constantly in our actions. They're constantly, every night we replay that. Every day we replay that. And that's why... If we're going to truly forgive people or, or to ever have interior freedom, we have to be able to forgive. Matthew 18, 22, they were asked, you know, Jesus was asked, how many times should I forgive? And Jesus says, 70 times 7. Because what Jesus was getting at there is the evil was just going to continue to return to you unless you go ahead and forgive and you get rid of those, those feelings. And the law of the gospel says, those who refuse to forgive, who refuse to love, will sooner or later be victims of their own lack of love. Disappointment in a relationship with someone whom we are expecting a lot can teach us to go deeper in prayer in our relationship with God and to look to God for that fullness, that peace, and that security that only God can give. If we don't have that feeling within us, if we don't have God within us, if we don't have that faith, then there's a hole there that that bitterness and that emptiness can sink and, and it allows that hate to get inside. And... Rather than wasting time and energy blaming others for what isn't working out, we should strive to acquire spiritual autonomy by deepening our relationship with God, the one unfailing source of all good. Just because others are sinners doesn't mean uh, that we should not become saints. We should still be working on our own spiritual growth. I mean, it would be strange to be standing in front of our Father one day, and standing in, in heaven, and, and, and there's our Father, and, and He says, you know, where... What about your spiritual, your growth? What about the growth? Well, Bob, you know, he mows his grass on Thursday, and he knows I mow my grass on Saturday, and it's never even, so I just hate his guts. I mean, we never did get, wouldn't that be silly? I mean, but yet some of the things that we hate others for is just that silly. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's silly. And then again, sometimes it's not. Sometimes Sometimes it's really some major things that are in our lives that cause us to hate others. But again, we have to figure out a way to release those people from that debt and to be able to release ourselves, to be able to have that inner freedom. We're never, we're never wasting time if we're loving. I, you know, There'll never be a time that anybody will say, well, if you wouldn't have loved so much, maybe it wouldn't be so. No, love will always pay off. And no matter how it turns out, you know, sometimes... Uh, it, we just have to see what's going to happen. And harm doesn't come uh, to us from external circumstances, but it's how we react to them interiorly. What ruins our souls is not what happens on the outside, but it's the echo that awakens within us. 
Some of you may know this person. Hopefully it's not some of you, but it could be some of us. But are there people that you know that just the chaos in their lives, it's who they are. And And if they didn't have that chaos or that hatred or that whatever it was, it just seems as though they might cease to exist. Like that was their, their entire identity. A lot of times that's caused by a spiritual void within us. And, and it's, we've allowed that hole to be there. And like we talked about earlier, if we can build up that hole within us with faith and love and, and the truth that God can bring, we can fill that hole. And we don't allow that hole to be filled with resentment and bitterness to one another. The most critical people are the ones with the biggest spiritual emptiness if the wrongs people do commit penetrate our hearts it's because that hole is there and that's why we need to look to the father to to help us to fill that hole i don't know if any of you know who maximilian colby is uh he was a a franciscan friar during uh during world war ii he was uh, captured by the captured by the nazis and he was imprisoned in auschwitz and while he was there, he was still praising God. He was still doing the work for God. He was helping those who were imprisoned. He was caring for the sick. He was caring for those who were being beaten. And one day there was a guard who came, and, and he, there were some folks who escaped from Auschwitz. And in order to, to prove to the people that this was not going to happen again, they imprisoned 10 of the other prisoners that were there. And there was a, a gentleman who... who began screaming, my, my kids, my, my wife. And, and Colby threw his hands up and he says, I'll take his place. I'll take his place. And so they grabbed those 10 and they brought them down into a, a space to be starved to death. And Colby knew where he was going. He knew what it was about. And so he went down there and the starvation began. This went on for a couple of weeks, the dehydration, the starvation. Yet he never lost his sight of what God was doing. And he never allowed himself to hate the people that were there. And he even, he preached to the folks that were being starved with him that do not let hate enter your heart. Because all you're doing is continuing the cycle. You're continuing to grow. And you're continuing the wrong. And in the end, Kobe was one of the last of the, the, the ten that, that was not killed. And when the guards came in, they were bringing in a, a lethal injection, basically. It was their own cocktail they put together. And all he did was stretch his arm out to receive it. And he, and he, didn't, he didn't fight, and he, he never let hatred or resentment enter his heart. That's the type of love that we should have for one another, and that's the type of love and the, and the forgiveness that we should show for one another. That doesn't come overnight. That's not something that you're, uh, it's nothing that any of us are born with. I can guarantee you it's not our natural inclination for sure. And I know it's not mine. Um, but it's something that we should all strive for. It's something that we should all work for. And to me, that was one of the purest examples of, of what Christ did for us. Just He laid down his life for someone else. And he didn't allow hate or he didn't allow uh, that, that pain to enter within him. Uh, it's an aspect of spiritual maturity, a gift from God, and it's not through our own efforts, that's for sure, that, uh, that we get that. Now, when I have Sean to put this up, uh, you've all seen the, uh, I'm sure you've all seen the serenity prayer before. You might, some of you might have it hanging in your hall or in the kitchen or uh, may even be crocheted on a blanket or something like that, but uh, let's see. 
uh, the serenity says, uh, serenity prayer says, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. But what if we changed a few of those words in there? Uh, Sean, flip that for me. And it says, grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, excuse me, the courage to change the person I can and the wisdom to know it's me. We can't change other people. There's nothing we can do about that. Like we said earlier, we all come from different walks of life. We all have different personalities. But we're all a flavor in the gumbo. It is what it is. And the only person that we can change is ourselves. It's the only one that we can strive to, to ask the Father to give us to give us that, that maturity to, to help us grow and to help us to show people love and to get rid of the hatred and to get rid of the pain. So tonight as we move forward and as we close, I'd like for us just to reflect for a second. And I'm, I'm going to ask Javier to come up and just put on the, play some music in the background here. And I'd like for us just for a second, if you would, it, it, however you're comfortable, if you want to close your eyes, I promise no one's going to touch you. Um, at least I won't. I don't. Uh, but if you want to close your eyes, that's fine. If you want to, you know, find a spot on the floor, or the ceiling, or whatever it is. But I'm going to ask a few questions, and I just want us to think about this as we close. Uh, what relationships in our own lives have we allowed ourselves to harbor resentment and not extend forgiveness? Who are these people that we refuse to let go of? When we think about these people who we refuse to let go of, what does your body feel like? When you allow yourself to go there emotionally, when thinking about how you've been wronged, what does that do to you? Now, for those of you who've been deeply wronged, this one's going to require a little bit of imagination, but... And again, you shouldn't condone what happened, whatever it is. But what would it look like in your life to look at those hurts and wrongs as graces and blessings? In our lives, what would it look like to die to self just as Kobe did for love and consent to the challenges, the people, and the challenging people that we encounter? Father, we ask that you help us fill the voids with faith, hope, and love. Father, help us to release those that we hold captive, bound by our own resentment. Help us to free ourselves from the bondage we have placed ourselves in by our inability to forgive. Father, we ask you to help us find true interior freedom, a freedom we can only receive through forgiving others. 
Father, when we're faced with those who come against us, like like Kobe, Lord, help us to die to self and just don't let hate enter our hearts, Father. And again, help us to know that the only person that we can truly change is ourselves. Help us to, to accept others as they are. Help us to truly love, Father. I'm going to ask Javier to, to play that song again. Change my heart, oh God. Sean, can you cue up that, uh, those slides for us? Tonight, if there's anybody here who needs prayer for anything, we're gonna we'll be up here in the front. Uh, just ask if you if you'd like to. Again, if you need prayer, just come up and see us. Um, if not, um, again, we just ask that you guys be praying tonight for Brian and Christy, that they have safe travels home, and um, and then also just to take away the stress of being kind of stranded on the highway there. That's <laughs> uh, it's not a comfortable spot for anybody. But uh, my prayer for everyone tonight is that we all just be able to find love and, and peace for those that are out there. And uh, so with that, uh, thank you all for being here tonight. And uh, have a wonderful week. Love you. Good job, bro.